This is the Blind Grilling Experience, and I am the most interesting griller in the world. This is my island in the sun. Oh, goodness, folks. Welcome back to the podcast here at the Blind Grilling Experience. I don't know if anyone knows what movie reference that might be from, but hey, shoot me an email and let me know, and uh, uh, love to hear from you. Man, we've been getting a lot of response um, from folks sending us emails, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Everyone seems to be so thrilled that we're back to the podcast, and I got to tell you, I am too. I, I really am. Uh, I was almost dreading it just a little bit, just to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, one thing I don't do is I don't follow and check a lot of statistics and, and all the downloads and see how all that is going. And and, and maybe I should. I, I don't know. You know, I, I do this for fun. I do this, you know, I hope it helps somebody um, for sure, the information that I give. But we've received a lot of emails from folks who uh, are just thrilled that the podcast is up and running again. They're listening, and we've been getting uh, just, uh, I'm just very humbled. I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so got a little bit to talk about this week. Uh, I'm going to also, um, let's see how I want to put this, uh, just add a little bit of information on last week's podcast. Last week we talked about my new way of cooking, which is sous vide cooking. And one of the things I mentioned on that was the fact that we, you, uh, after you've done your sous vide cooking to sear the food once it was done. And, and one thing I didn't mention was to pat it dry first. When you take it out of the bag, pat it dry with a paper towel before you sear it, that will that will help. So I, I apologize, I didn't mention that. What I thought was really cool is I released that podcast on a Monday, and two days later, uh, Meat Church, uh, which is a very popular not only seasoning and rub company, but uh, yeah, a guy down there in uh, Texas is just a, a great guy, great company, but he also released a little short YouTube video on sous vide cooking and then searing. And I, I uh, it, it reminded me, oh yeah, I forgot to mention you got a bad dry, but I thought it was pretty cool. We were kind of uh, thinking the same thing uh, when, uh, you know, he released that video just a couple days after the podcast was released. And uh, I wanted to go ahead and, and mention that for folks. And I've had a few questions on searing, that I'll get to here in just a few minutes as well. But again, I want to give the information. Blindgrilling at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'd, again, love to hear from everybody and uh, just really excited. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy week this past week. Um, I recorded a podcast uh, for someone else. I a, a, uh, was a guest on Ambiguously Blind Podcast, which is hosted by a good friend of mine, John Grimes. He actually was a recipient of a Blind Grilling Experience package several years ago, and we've kept in touch ever since, and he started a podcast shortly after Blind Grilling got going, and, and he's he's been going strong for the past couple of years now, 
Um, so if you want to check out his podcast, Ambiguously Blind, on all the you know your favorite uh, podcast apps, you should be able to find it without any problem. And Ambiguously Blind, John Grimes is the host of that, and uh, does does a great job. I'm looking forward for uh, him to drop the episode that we recorded, which I'm sure will be pretty soon. And, and so listen for that for sure. And you know, I, I'm looking at some ho- some uh, some uh, guests to have on here on Blind Grilling. I got some folks lined up. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting. I tried to I tried to get a podcast recorder with my son, but his trip was cut short this past weekend, so I wasn't able to do that. But uh, it's just been it's been a really wild week. Not, not only the weather just extremely hot, and it's only going to get worse. We've been in the upper nineties, hitting a hundred a couple of days, and uh, and this week I think we're going to be a hundred one to a hundred and four for pretty much a week straight without a break, and maybe a slight break for a few days, and then it's going to get hot again. You know, there's an old country song that says, you know, too hot to fish, too hot to golf, but too cold at home. It's not too cold at home, that's for sure, but um, it is, it, it's a little unbearable getting outside. Uh, you know, if we could just at least drop some of the humidity, uh, things might be a little bit better because it, it just is really miserable uh, when you try to get outside for any extended period of time. Uh, although, you know, it, it's hard not to fire up the grill. But when it's this hot, your AC is working so hard anyway uh, you know, when we try to do as much outside as we can, and, and then sometimes it's like, what, you know, what, what is, is it worth it? You know, uh, you're going to heat the house up cooking in the, in the kitchen or, you know, uh, opening the door, closing the door, letting all the air out, letting the hot air in, going out by a hot grill when it's already a hundred degrees outside. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, just some choices you got to make, folks. But we fired up the grill. We uh, we cooked some brats and hot dogs and burgers. You know, so we've we've done a few things on the grill this past week and on the griddle. Uh, my wife hosted a baby shower for some friends from church, and she had the griddle going this past Saturday morning. And I mean, she was doing bacon and eggs and pancakes and. Uh, sautéed onions and, and peppers for different casseroles. I mean, she she was going to town on that griddle, man. It was awesome, and man, the food turned out great. And it was nice not getting the house all hot uh, before uh, all the guests came over, um, and and you know everything just you know it, when you get the more people you get in the house, the hotter it gets. It seems anyway. So your AC is working harder and. Uh, so she was able to avoid all that and keep it comfortable in the house for everybody, which was really nice, really nice to be able to do that. So that that was uh, something that was, you know, it, 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 glad we were able to do that. Um, so I, I do want to get, I, I think I answered one question on the sous vide, not only the, uh, the searing, but there is another question that came in. So let's get to some email questions that we have received. All right, the first one is coming in from Mr. Philip, who asked a question about the sous vide. In fact, uh, I talked to him a little bit more than just the email. Uh, Philip uh, is, uh, well, uh, Mr. Philip uh, is Scott Phillips, but uh, he, uh, 
doesn't live far from me, actually, but he sent an email. Uh, hadn't talked in a long time. He was thrilled that the podcast was up and running. Uh, but he had a question about the searing, and not just the patting dry, which I, I told him about to be sure and, and pat dry before you before you sear. But uh, you know, you know, is there oil? Is there butter? What what do you do? And and really, you can use either one. And I'm sure because Scott had this question, I'm sure others have the same question as well. I use a high heat oil, whether it's out on the griddle, uh, flat top outside, or in a cast iron skillet inside. You can use um, an olive oil, which is fine. There are some that are particularly rated for high heat. You may have to have some sighted assistance to uh, see on the label whether it says that it is or not. But grapeseed oil is good. Avocado oil is good. And most of the time, coconut oil is good. But my go-to really is grapeseed oil. I use that for just about everything. Or duck fat. Uh, duck fat is always good. So uh, you can buy duck fat in a can. Man, what a country we live in. You can get duck fat in a spray can. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, so uh, duck fat is great, but uh, I mainly use grapeseed oil. So put a little bit of that in your uh, skillet or pan and then uh, or out on the flat top griddle. And then, of course, after you've patted dry your sous vide, you can then sear it. Once it is seared, like you get the first side for about a minute, you get it flipped and do the next side. You can do one of two things. Once you flip it, you can then put a pat of butter on the top and let it kind of soak through while it is searing on the other side. Or once it's done searing, uh, a minute on each side, put it on a plate and then stick a pat of butter on top of it and then just kind of tent it with some foil or something and let that butter kind of melt through. That's that's what I like to do with things uh, such as, you know, especially beef, steaks, whether it's a ribeye or a filet or sirloin, whatever it is. That's, that's what I generally do with my steaks. Uh, you can use butter for searing. Just melt the butter in the pan. Uh, the problem, I, some folks mention and talk about burning the, the butter, but uh, I guess it really depends on how hot you're getting your skillet or your flat top, whether or not that's going to be an issue. But yeah, you can do it either way, either with a high heat oil or with butter. Uh, but I do usually put a pat of butter on once I pull it off. Uh, let it set for maybe just two or three minutes. And yeah, I mean, it's good to serve, slice it and and dig in. It's it's awesome. Um, so, so that was the first question that we received that I wanted to answer. And I, I hope that's helpful, uh, Scott, to you uh, in, in looking at uh, that, whether it's a cast iron skillet. I mean, the, what you sear it in isn't going necessarily to matter. Stainless steel, you know, sometimes that depends on what you're used to, what you have, and what you know about the cleanup and all that. So uh, the flat top is great because you can keep the heat outside. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next question, which comes to us from Sean Keen down in Texas. And Sean wants to know a little bit about uh, maintaining temp, lighting the grill and maintaining temp. So we'll do probably a more in-depth podcast on that particular question. But I, I do wanted, I did want to address this briefly anyway. Um, 
it is something you can do as a blind or visually impaired individual. I know that's pretty intimidating for a lot of people, uh, how to get things lit, what to use. I do have a torch. That's something that John Grimes and I, uh, John Grimes, the again, the host for Ambiguously Blind podcast, uh, which you can look for uh, for that podcast that I will be a guest on here pretty soon. But um, John and I use a torch which has a one gallon or one pound rather one pound bottle of propane that connects directly to the torch, and then you can light it and you can light your charcoal that way. Also, there are little lighter sticks that you can stick in the charcoal and use a long extended lighter or even that torch to light the uh, the lighter stick, just kind of lining it up and li- letting the uh, lighter or torch stay right on the end of that li- that that starter stick uh, for several seconds until it is good and lit, and then it will light up your charcoal. So um, that you know that's generally how I get my charcoal started, but I also use the flame boss on my big green egg. And the Flame Boss is something that I use not only to maintain and control the temp, but I use it to bring it to temp as well. So once I get the egg lit, I have my Flame Boss, uh, I get it connected, turned on, and I set my temp, and the fan will run and bring that egg up to the temperature that I want. It doesn't overstoke it or anything. It, it, it knows what it's doing. It's a great controller. It works great. And not only can I monitor on my phone, I can set the temp from my phone. I can take care of all of that with voiceover on my iPhone. And so I can bring the grill up to temp and maintain the temp with that controller. That controller that I have is specific for ceramic grills, but they do have an all um, a, a, a all around um, mount that is for uh, other types of grills, metal grills. Um, you know, it does work with a Weber kettle, uh, but there is some modification to the kettle that you have to make. There's a hole. Uh, last time I checked, there was a hole you needed to drill in order for the mount to fit in, and then you can mount the Flame Boss to your uh, to your Weber kettle, and and that works. It, it works great. I mean, it you know the controller does all the work for you. Um, but again, we've talked about that uh, in season one, but it is something I will address more um, uh, on this season. We'll talk about lighting the grill and all that. So, uh, uh, But I, I did want, you know, I, I had several things I wanted to talk about, but there's been just so much going on. I wanted to get to those questions, those emails. Um, there, you know, there is other emails that have come in, folks, just saying, hey, you know, things that, uh, that they're, they're glad that uh, we're up and running again on the podcast. I, I just really appreciate that so much. Again, blindgrilling at gmail.com. That's where you can send your questions, your thoughts, your, you know, attaboys or you're crazy and stupid and uh, fat and ugly or whatever you want to say. I don't care. Let me have it. And uh, that, that's fine. Um, I just love to know that uh, folks are actually listening to the podcast and getting something out of it. So, uh, I appreciate that, uh, and let me know where you're listening from uh, as well. And uh, it's it's always good to see folks listening from all over the all over the country. We've got folks from Indiana, Texas, here in Missouri, down in Florida, um, 
and uh, it's it's just really cool, really cool, uh, and I really appreciate it. So a couple of things that uh, have been going on, and again, trying to get used to something new is is always a challenge, especially when it comes to your sleep. Well, I did a sleep study a couple of weeks ago, and and sure enough, you know, I they come back and said, yeah, you're it's it's bad. And, um, you know, during the sleep study, of course, after a couple hours, they woke me up and put a CPAP machine on and let me sleep the rest of the night. And, uh, they prescribed me a CPAP machine. And so I'm trying to get used to that. And, you know, a lot of folks talk about the first time they use a CPAP, that they wake up and they are like, wow, is this what it feels like to get a good night's sleep? It was interesting because I don't know that I really felt that way. Um, I probably noticed it more. You know, I was getting tired during the day. Couldn't hardly fall. You know, couldn't hardly stay awake. I was fighting falling asleep. Well, I actually took a nap uh, two days in a row and used the mask on uh, little I, these little nostril things, um, and I, it was like a power nap, 30, 45 minutes which I'd never, I always wake up groggy and almost feel worse than I did, you know, when I was fighting, trying to stay awake. But man, when I woke up from the nap, that was a big difference. That, that was huge. Cause I mean, I woke up and was like, all right, I'm, you know, let's go. I'm wide awake and good to go. Um, the night's rest has, has, I I think been better. It's been good when I wake up, I'm, I'm awake. I, I didn't really fight with that so much. Um, to begin with, but, uh, but I do feel better. I think overall I do feel better. It's just not such a huge and noticeable difference. The problem is just getting used to having something on your face, um, or, you know, kind of <laughs> up your nose a little bit, you know, that, that's different. That is, that, that, that is really different, but I'm getting used to it. It, it's, it, it's not as intrusive as I was afraid it would be. So I'll try different masks as, as time goes on, but uh, but things are definitely better. Uh, my wife is definitely glad that I've got, I've got it. Uh, so that uh, that's definitely uh, it's been good for her. You know, it keeps me from from snoring so loud. So uh, so that's been good. And uh, you know, I put it on. I'm I've always fell asleep pretty quick when I lay down, even during the sleep study. I think it was like 15 minutes from lights out, and then I was out and and right away and rapid eye movement and deep sleep and um, you know just just having you know, some instances of stop breathing, which was the apnea. So, uh, so we got that taken care of. And so it, it's, it's been busy. It's been, you know, an adjustment trying to get used to all of that. Um, and, but, uh, but yeah, you know, that's, that's part of life. That's part of living. Uh, the, the machines are cool. I, you know, they, they have touch screens, which I can't use on these little machines, uh, but they pretty much set it up for me to where, I got it home, got it plugged in, I turned it on, and all I do is put the mask on and take it off, and the machine, you know, turns on and shuts off automatically, uh, which has been really nice. That's worked very well. I uh, just got to make sure, you know, little things. You get there's a little bit of a little water trough. You put water in, uh, and uh, and so all all that seems to be working well. Uh, I don't pay attention to the app. They I guess there's an app that keeps track of all that. I don't really care as long as I'm sleeping, feeling good, and 
and uh, not keeping my wife up all night, then um, as far as I'm concerned, it's a win. All things are good there. So uh, so that's been great and uh, just really excited, uh, to, you know, uh, to get get all this behind me, get that uh, in my normal routine. We'll see. I got some uh, traveling I'm going to be doing soon, going to be taking it with me. So that's, that, again, that's going to be a little adjustment. I'm not used to traveling with uh, with that kind of thing, but We'll definitely see how it goes. So, um, and then, uh, you know, the honeydew projects around the house, uh, had to make some cabinet doors for a built in that we have in our hall bathroom, uh, kind of our guest bath. And the, uh, it, my wife has painted things. She's, she's tried to update the house as best she can, but those doors were really just, in bad shape. And so she finally took them off a few weeks ago and she's been on me about making some new doors for that. Uh, and uh, with the baby shower she was hosting and, and other guests that we had coming in, she wanted it done before the weekend. So I had to get on that and, and I got those made. I actually made some videos uh, out in the garage working on those, uh, those panel doors for that built in uh, shelves and, and cabinet and so hopefully we can get that made and posted on our YouTube channel, maybe on Instagram. We'll see uh, if you're interested. You can go to YouTube and search Blind Grilling uh, or on Instagram at Blind Grilling. Uh, you can find us there as well. Of course, on Facebook, uh, you know, Blind Grilling is on Facebook. Is it? We're pretty much everywhere. While we haven't done a whole lot uh, lately on that, uh, Lord willing, we'll get some more going with that. And like I said, hopefully get some of the videos uploaded as well as, uh, you know, not only some of the cooks I hope to do, although it's hot as it's going to get. Oh, some of those cooks may be uh, put off just a little bit. Uh, but uh, certainly out in the shop, uh, we should hopefully get some more videos of that. Um, I want to do some reviews of some of the instruments, uh, you know, talking tape measures. I want to do a comparison a contrast review of two different talking tape measures, one which I would say is absolutely trash and one which is just awesome and a beast of a tape measure, talking tape measure. Uh, and so uh, I want to do a review of those uh, here on the podcast and maybe even a little bit of video so I can post that to YouTube so that you guys know which one not to waste your money on and which one uh, would be worth the money spent and some other tools. Uh, that I want to talk about as well. Uh, so that's that's a lot of what's been going on. We're actually, um, you know, moving our youngest daughter's final things um, as, you know, she moves away as, you know, I think I said in the opener of season two of Blind Grilling Experience, my wife and I are now empty nesters. Uh, but not only are we empty nesters here at the house, but now all of them are out of state. So, um, you know, further travels to go and to visit with them, but they are getting on with their life and, uh, doing their, their own thing, which, you know, uh, you know, I'm, a, that's what we were supposed to do as parents, right? Is train up our kids and, uh, give them the, the tools and the knowledge that they need to be able to, to make it on their own, uh, and to do and uh, what they need to do to, to survive and, um, hopefully, you know, they know, put God first, have a great work ethic, and 
uh, be kind and gentle, but yet bold with with the truth and uncompromising with the Word of God, and 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 do what you know is right, and you know, um, let everything else fall where it may. And uh, you know, we've tried, done our best to do that for our kids, and now they're out, uh, you know, practicing hopefully what what they've learned from us. So, uh, so that's what's been going on here at the the blind grilling experience household and uh you know uh, again i'm i'm excited for ambiguously blinds podcast to drop uh talking about the woodworking that we're doing some of the woodworking that i've been doing uh on that podcast uh, get caught up on some uh some cooks and different things we talk about a lot um john's got a lot of the same interests that i have and does a lot of the same thing. So it's uh, it's kind of cool being able to uh, talk about that. And some other folks. I already made some new friends as we've got this podcast up and running again. Um, you know, uh, Terry Nord, you know, is, uh, has contacted me. And, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, that, you know, just folks reaching out and saying, hey, you know, they, they love the podcast. They appreciate, uh, you know, sharing things that I've learned. And then, you know, I, and, and it's likewise, you know, because when folks reach out, you know, they sometimes will share information with me and, and I'm learning as well. And I appreciate that. So that's always good and really look forward to, uh, you know, putting some more stuff out there. Um, so uh, definitely wanted to touch base, keep this thing rolling and, uh you know, just again, say, Hey, say thanks and shoot out the email. Um, so folks want to contact me blindgrilling at gmail.com. So would love to hear from you. Be sure and, uh, send us a text along with that, I guess in way of kind of wrapping up things for this episode, um, again, we, we we'll have some more dedicated episodes uh, on particular subjects. We will probably every so often, every couple of weeks, answer questions that folks send in email. Uh, if we have enough, we'll try to take time to do that. And um, you know, maybe we can uh, you know have some of our special guests lined up, and that'll work out to uh, have on pretty soon. If there's something you want me to talk about. Hey, let me know. Send it in an email. Um, you know, if there's something you want me to address specific, and I'll do my best to do that as well. But until next time, remember, folks, if you're looking, you ain't cooking.